The date is Friday, May 6th, and you're listening to Entertain This, a thought-provoking podcast encapsulating all things entertainment. Shrek is a big part of every millennial's early movie experiences, and on this episode, we're finally talking about the big green ogre in the room. We'll talk about why it's a good film, what went into making it, and why it's a parody of the usual fairy tale narrative. There are layers to this story, so listen in and enjoy. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to your favorite show on the internet, encapsulating all things entertainment. You know it, you love it, it's Entertain This. Entertain This. As always, I'm Alex. I'm Michael. And I'm Nick. The training wheels are off. (laughs) It's a habit at this point. (laughs) The training wheels are off. I got it. And at this point, I don't think I'm going to forget that we're going to introduce ourselves at the top of every episode. But... (laughs) I have two meanings by the training wheels are off because also my lovely girlfriend Chloe got cast in a show and now we don't have a fact checker. (laughs) So the training (laughs) wheels are also physically off. We are on our own. We're just a bunch of loose cannons this week. That is probably the worst thing. I'm very scared. Um, Gentlemen, let's let's have a discussion, shall we? Like a bunch Mm -hmm. of adults, like like civilized beings. You'll hear some crunching. That's just my dog. Worry not. Um, so we have made a habit out of a May the 4th episode mm-hmm. uh, happening each year on your favorite show on the internet, encapsulating all things entertainment and entertain this. Um, mm-hmm. Our May the 4th special, if you would. And usually we would do it early so that we can release it the week of may the 4th usually on may the 6th Mm -hmm. well we're not doing that this time nah because may the 4th lands on a wednesday and that's the day that we usually record and a day that we go live on facebook twitch and sometimes periscope via twitter um so if you want to watch our may the 4th special you're gonna have to join us on May the 4th live to watch it. Else, wait a week and get it. But the point of the matter is, where this would usually be our May the 4th episode, we're not doing it until next week. But that doesn't mean we're not going to give you a little bit of Star Wars. Because I believe, and Michael, you may correct me, that this episode of Entertain This is based on maybe even a thrown-out script of a Star Wars story. There are a lot of things that go into it. We have uh, a a hero who has unusual strength who meets up with a goofy uh, character of a different genetic makeup uh, akin to a Jar Jar Binks-esque character who go on a mission to save a princess of a far-off land from a deeply evil person whose main color is associated with red am i correct yeah Yeah, just like episode one just like episode one now that's what i call pod racing (laughs) now this is pod racing (laughs) yeah just like alex said this week we are covering something tangentially related to star wars in some fashion maybe um (laughs) if you're vague enough anything is possible yeah (laughs) but first before we get into that let me talk to you guys about how the hunt for osama bin laden was tangentially related (laughs) to star wars (laughs) see he's known as also the phantom menace and i don't think that that's true true (laughs) it might be he hides in a cave so did darth maul i guess once I he think, did. In, I think in, in, in the Clone Wars cartoon, yeah, he was in a he was in a cave. Don't know, didn't watch. Yeah, I would have gone with probably Count Dooku first for hiding in a cave. Sure, Michael, does that feel right? Sure. When they find him in yeah. Clone Wars, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's it was definitely more of like a you're not. I'm not locked in here with you. You're, you're locked, locked in, in here, here with, with me. me. Yeah. Wow. Stockholm syndrome, eh? Anyway, let's get on to it. Let's stop. Let's stop teasing. Yeah. What's the Star Wars tangential story that we're discussing? Yeah. Well, first, before we get into it, I just want to ask you all, like, 
what we all we all grow up with like a specific kind of like stories that are told to us whether that's through like our parents or through children's books um some of these would be kind of related to like an aesop fable um but a lot of this stuff is kind of more like fairy tale fairy tale sort of situations so what what kind of fairy tales do you all remember like growing up, whether that's from like Disney movies or just stories that you remember being told. What are your uh, thoughts? Let me think. There is, I can definitely remember Cinderella and the Seven Dwarfs. Mm-hmm. No, not Cinderella, Cinderella, the seven Cinderella dwarfs. and the Seven Dwarfs. They they rubbed they rubbed <laughs> elbows at some point. Yeah. I remember watching those films when I was a little kid, and they were the animated specials. Um, and there I remember was also Hansel I, and Gretel. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. Oh, that yeah. is a good one. I remember Pinocchio and more specifically the scene where he gets drunk and almost turns into a a, <laughs> a donkey. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember that one, but okay. Oh yeah, dude. That classic Disney Pinocchio. He Pinocchio. like runs he runs away to the circus with a bunch of other boys. Mm-hmm. And at the circus, they're allowed to drink because there are no adults there. They can do what they want. So they all get drunk. <laughs> but there's something in the alcohol that also turns them into talking donkeys. Yeah, that's great. That they then sell to livestock, like to farmers. They sell the boys to farmers. Mm-hmm. Whack. But Pinocchio is not a real boy, very, so yeah. he doesn't turn all the way into a donkey. He's yeah, a wooden may, may have been metaphorical. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. Um, but yeah, so like we grow up hearing all these different stories, all these tales, and all of them kind of serves a different purpose. Like in Pinocchio, uh, you can there's lots of different little things you can glean from that. Like you could it could be thinking about like uh, it could be a story about teaching kids to not lie. It could be a story about teaching kids of like um it's like how to figure out where you belong in the world and who you are, the importance of like self identity, mm-hmm. um, all the way down to like thinking like the, the story of the three bears, like the mama bear, the papa bear and the baby bear, mm. things like that, where it's like, it's not necessarily to teach anything. It's just like a cute little story. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the moral of that story is also like, don't pull, don't pull a B and E, don't pull a breaking and entering. <laughs> I think that uh, I think the story of the three little bears is to be happy with what you have else be eaten by a fucking bear. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and I, I think like now that I think about it too, like all the commonalities of all those fairy tales is they all end very brutally. Dude, we don't talk enough about how the grim fairy tales are actually grim. Oh, yeah. You ever had porridge? Let me ask that. It's yeah, kind of just a have. thick soup. From what I understand. It was porridge. I thought I was going to encounter it more in the real world, but here when I, I hear the word porridge, I associate it more with Teletubbies and their yeah. tubby custard yeah. than tubby I do custard, with anything else. Yeah. But that's a, that's a bird of a different feather. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we, we all know, like, I think pretty much everyone, at least in America, probably lots of places in Europe as well, grow up hearing these stories. And, for the most part, like we the the identities of these stories are only like solidified through things through mediums like movies where it's like you see it through Disney movies. Like mm-hmm. you mentioned earlier, Cinderella, and you kind of mentioned Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Cinderella and um, the Seven Dwarves. Yeah. Get it right, and, Michael. That's not sure. Mitch's words okay. here. <laughs> Sleeping Cinderella and the Seven Angry Men. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the hateful eight. <laughs> I I would love to see a Quentin Tarantino re-envisioning of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Now that's what I call Pulp Fiction. Let's keep it going, guys. Let's just keep this train rolling. Um, But yeah, and so like that's where you have like Disney kind of taking these sorts of stories and turning them into their first feature length movies that Mm -hmm. kind of exploded onto the scene. And we talked about all that in like a previous episode. Um, but through like kind of what we talked about in that, we talked all about how Disney went through and adapted a bunch of these stories and eventually they reinvented the medium of telling cartoon stories through movies by turning these fairy tales into musicals, uh, and that becoming like this, this embodiment of musical theater through animation. Mm-hmm. 
Well, there it kind of kicked off this whole uh, this whole snowball of everyone else trying to copy Disney. Oh, yeah. Um, you had like uh, you had tons and tons of other movies that all kind of came from the same blood. Um, specifically Weirdly, the most the most like successful being Anastasia, which is like, yeah, so close to being Disney, but also based in reality, based off of true events and mm -hmm. has Rasputin as a demon. It's yeah. wild. <laughs> it is a wild story. Shout out There's Rasputin. Tons and tons of absolutely like incredible movies that came from that time that aren't exactly Disney either. Specifically from a studio that. I really came to like know from their their title swipe, their their little <laughs> title screen, DreamWorks. It's the I little it. boy fishing off the moon. So not Lucas Films? Uh, no. They made Labyrinth. They did. Do you remember they the Lucas Labyrinth. Arts logo with the eyeball and the person doing this? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Iconic. <laughs> so DreamWorks made uh Rio? I don't know if they made Rio. They made so DreamWorks is who has made. Um, they made Hop. No, they made. Over they the made. Hedge. <laughs> Boy, I wish we had a fact checker. <laughs> <laughs> no, they made like they made movies like uh, El Dorado. Do you all oh, remember Road that to one? El Dorado. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Shit was incredible. Uh, they've also gone on to they they've really become famous for their uh, like three D animated movies. They made Kung um, Fu Panda. Yeah, they made Kung go. Fu Panda. They made how to, Yeah, they also made How to Trade a Dragon. Good uh, one. And Madagascar, lest yeah. we forget. Yeah, that's a good one. But Boss the Baby. That, yeah, Boss Baby. That's not okay. one of their better ones, but Flushed sure. Away. Yeah, if I yep. may continue, <laughs> and uh, I will. Chicken Run. Yep, great. Of film. course, you're you're you're, you're missing. Uh, there's one in particular that I remember. Oh, don't worry, I'm gonna say it. Ready? Okay. Here it is. Ants. That is one, but like not the <laughs> one. <laughs> that one. I really enjoyed that movie. Okay, hold on. Wait, let me hit did, you. Did Ants come out in like 1999 or so? Let me hit you it with this. Came one. out in like yeah, like 1999, like 2000, yeah. and it had the little ant named Flick. Yeah. yeah, no, that that was a Toy Story, I think. Not Toy Story. Sorry, World Bugs Tour? Life. Bugs Life. I'm sorry. Oh. Yeah, sorry. B Boss Baby, starring Alec Baldwin. <laughs> who? Who? We've already said that one. <laughs> oh, Shark Tales, where Will Smith smacks. No one. way, that was the yeah. Oscars. <laughs> but no, the one that kind of like movie. Shit. Oh, they did make the B movie. Okay, um, sorry. Now you go. Okay, your <laughs> turn now. You get the talking stick. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, <laughs> if I haven't but, named it by now, I'm. I don't know. No, What's but so I'm so kinda... DreamWorks had like limited success up until like the early two thousands. Up until <laughs> they invented Minions. Sure. <sighs> no, that's Illumination. How could you forget? <laughs> what they made the Minions movie? Illumination did. Yeah. Different Are studio. Something here. I I can't think of the. Oh no! They're making Minions: Rise of Gru. Mm. but no so they had dreamworks had like fairly limited success they kind of brought they took their the main guy like the main guy who ran all of the movies from disney uh his name was jeffrey katzenberg he uh. reported directly to michael eisner uh who was at the time the ceo of the disney company mm -hmm. uh, yes and he didn't necessarily leave on the best terms uh they both historically hated each other um and which was the main cause of him wanting to leave and so he kind of wanted to take a lot of his knowledge and this passionate hate for this man and this company uh into a new light and turn that into art i love success stories that start with spite yeah, i think that's <laughs> the energy that moves our world and that more people need to uh, acknowledge and establish that as truth. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, so with with that spite and this like artistic vision that this man had, he ended up finding a children's book uh, created by one William Steig, um, who William Steig was basically the uh, like he was the the king of cartoons uh, in the 30s and to the 60s basically made almost every single cartoon in the New Yorker. And uh, that was like his bread and butter. Mm -hmm. 
But he ended up writing a children's book, uh, one titled Shrek. Get out me swamp. Now I know what you're asking yourself. Is Shrek and Star Wars related? Absolutely not. Uh, We definitely pulled the wool over your eyes, but we will be back next week for Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't fool. I'm sure we could pull the whole like five steps from Disney on that. Very well, actually, there's just like two, two, three steps. Six degrees on Disney Plus now. Shrek was made by Jeffrey Katzenberg, who previously worked at Disney. There we and go. And Disney, Disney owns Star Wars. Because they bought 20th Century Fox. Yeah. Two degrees. Yeah. There we go. We got it. Wow. So <laughs> Sold. Package Shrek. shipped and sold. So Shrek. Shrek is a movie that I'm pretty sure all three of us have seen. Yeah. Who's Shrek? What? What's a Shrek? <laughs> Get your head out of your butt, Nick. Just for that, you tell us who Shrek is, you meme lord. He is a green ogre and he doesn't like anybody in his swamp and that's pretty mm-hmm. much all you need to know that's a pretty good jumping <laughs> off point yeah <laughs> i mean at this point i feel like even our youngest listeners probably still know who shrek is yeah <laughs> somehow via memes right like <laughs> shrek has become this like intravenous like intravenous shot into the <laughs> veins of the internet like <laughs> pretty much it's just like it's it's everywhere shrek uh, there is love shrek is life mm-hmm. am i not correct no you're absolutely correct thank you yeah i'm not going to talk about that i refuse to talk about shrek <laughs> i don't have to i think that that was a nice little nudge in that direction for those curious minds <laughs> don't look at so, it up, trust me <laughs> just don't <laughs> So one one of the big things that like kind of drew me towards wanting to talk about Shrek, not just because of its uh, extreme meme ability and how much, <laughs> but that is it part has. of it, right? It's a major part of it. Okay, great. Um, so that's why I even still think of that? it to this day. Absolutely. Okay, but great. The thing that really <laughs> interests me about it is that this movie was explicitly made to be a a major parody of Disney movies. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, Big yeah, Digiboo right on Disney's chest. Yeah, Explain. and it's it's probably one of the most successful parodies of all time. Um, so yeah. we take a look at like Disney movies traditionally. It's the whole like you have a character who is longing for something and they're going to sing about it. <laughs> then things happen and then they sing some more <laughs> and then plot resolution happens and then happily ever after. Um this is hilarious in a meta sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because that you're totally right. That is the initial uh, desire of when they were writing Shrek. Because notably in the movie Shrek, there are no songs being sung. Every attempt at and beginning to a song sung <laughs> yeah. by a character is immediately shut down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Uh, and it's explicitly made that way. Like examples being like when Princess Fiona tries to sing to the bird. Yeah. Uh, just, a, la, a la Snow White and the bird as she gets higher and higher just explodes. Yeah. <laughs> There's the Robin Hood scene with Robin mm-hmm. Hood and his merry men. They start trying to break out into a, a play and Fiona just drop kicks Robin Hood. Kung Fu. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> And then even then, like there's a scene early on where Donkey tries to start singing You Gotta Have Friends and yeah. Shrek is just like, shut the fuck up. So here's what's wild is Shrek the musical exists. No, no, it doesn't. But it does. Not and it's actually, Get out. it's actually a really good show. But it spits in the face of everything that Shrek is supposed to be. Correct. How, how irreverent. Yeah, a movie. Uh, I can't believe someone would take would just it make spe- such a grotesque attempt. At, it specifically spits yeah. in the face of this one point. Yeah, it does. The singing. Yeah, because it definitely well, adds the singing back in. But it's a pretty hmm. it's a pretty legitimate transformation when in comparison to other movies to musical attempts. Shrek yeah. stays pretty close to source material. 
like relatively like if you're going to tell me that someone made a Broadway play based off of Shrek, it does better than I'd ever think it could do. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it does so, better than Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man killed people. Yeah. <laughs> I I need to watch that just to be mad. <laughs> you Spider-Man do. Yeah, yeah, it's called Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. First off, stupid. Second yeah. off, no. Yeah. Okay. I love a good hate watch. Yeah. So <laughs> Shrek doesn't yes. have singing. Um, but it does have lots of music, though. It's not based around a beautiful princess. Actually, the exact opposite. Yeah. Kind yeah, of especially. Yeah, I mean. Basically, everything that we have grown up to know about like fairy tales and Disney movies is all stated in the first scene of the movie where you get opened up to this little storybook and you get introduced <laughs> to a, a, a person, a person with a Scottish accent reading over uh, a story of a princess captured, locked away in the tallest tower in a castle guarded by a dragon. And it's mm -hmm. up to her her shining knight to come and rescue her and wake her up with true love's first kiss. And then they lived happily ever after. Mm -hmm. uh, immediately followed by Shrek ripping the last page of the story out and using the page to wipe his butt because <laughs> mm -hmm. he just got done pooping. I love Incredible. It. <laughs> Straight into one of the best movie intros of opening like musical intros of all time to just smashing the door open just straight up <laughs> somebody was yeah <laughs> so and good for movie openings for character introductions what a beautiful way to introduce us to our main character oh That's my god 100 the, enti the entire like, first scene is perfect no words just shrek no cell phones just vibing <laughs> <laughs> pulls out his earwax makes it into a candle for his dinner brushes his teeth with the guts of a slug yep <laughs> showers, showers showers in mud in literal mud that yeah. he drinks yep That's like right. watching it you're like uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things like as a kid, I was like, ha, 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 that's funny. And I went it's and watched out. it back recently and was just like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, because they want you to know right off the bat, like, hey, this is a gross dude. If you're oh, not down yeah. with this, you're not going to be down with the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah, but that's what resonates with like young boys, especially is like, oh, they're doing all this gross out stuff. Well, and like even even like my little sisters, when they watched it, they, the entire time, they're just like, yeah, but then like they're glued to it the entire time. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just this like casual, irreverent movie. Like mm -hmm. everything that happens in this movie is like exactly what you want from like a good slapstick uh it's that slapstick fart movie basically it's a buddy comedy <laughs> yeah like you love a buddy comedy yeah exactly i mean you got shrek who is this absolutely disgusting giant green ogre and who's living on a swamp by himself and he loves it he's yeah. way down man he's yeah. his own beeswax he just yeah. wants you to stay the frick out his swamp yeah he just wants <laughs> to be all by himself he um, loves it man yeah. And then at some point, like you see that people try and come and get them. They bring their no, in, torches in and pitchforks. fairy tale creatures, my main man. Well, uh, even before that, before we're introduced oh, to any fairy tale creatures. You're we, so right. We we get I, trust me. I just watched. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched it. Um, <laughs> uh, we see Shrek come right. Like see them coming down the road. Uh, grabbing their yelling with their pitchforks and torches and Shrek somehow <laughs> sneaks up right behind them, uh, which is why they start talking about like, I hear they're going to he, he'll grind your bones into dust and turn it into bread. <laughs> and then that's when Shrek chimes in from behind. us, like, no, actually, that's giants. Uh, <laughs> ogres are much worse. <laughs> Make jelly Shrek. from your eyes. And it's mm -hmm. quite delicious on toast. <laughs> Incredible. Wow. But yeah. Um, so every every little bit of intro to Shrek at the beginning is just like this guy is the most abrasive motherfucker on the planet. <laughs> um, <laughs> and for good reason. He wants it to be that way. 
Um, but then we find out that uh, the kingdom, uh, the kingdom is has has created this policy of they want to capture all of the fairy tale creatures. Duloc. Yes, Duloc. Um, run by King Farquaad. Uh, King Fuckwad. King what? Yeah. yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, who's who? Who who is modeled off of the prince from the Princess Bride? Who was well, a fuckwad? Well, so no. <laughs> well, the th- what the actual theory is is that he's really modeled off of Michael Eisner, the then current CEO of Disney. <laughs> well, that's a lot better. And I especially will be when you consider that, th- like the Duloc Castle. Yes, we can get into is that. Basically, Disneyland. <laughs> yes. No way. Yeah, and that's why his nickname, or that's why his name is King Farquaad or King Fuckwad. <laughs> Farquaad. God, when you look at them next to each other, it's kind of hard. The, the to resemblance deny. is striking. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, but yeah, and we'll talk about Lord Farquaad a, a bit more in here here soon. But Michael he has issued a decree to capture all uh, fairy tale creatures, um, and this is where we kind of get get to see that like every fairy tale creature from any of these stories that we've talked about exists in this world all at the same time. <laughs> or it's like you see like G- Geppetto is just handing over Pinocchio for some money. <laughs> And he's like, he's like, no, I'm a real, I'm not a puppet, I'm a real boy. And his I'm nose grows and does the whole thing. Yeah. Um, you this see, is so bizarre. Oh yeah, it's 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 crazy. But you see, like the three bears, like Mama Bear, Papa Bear, and Baby Bear, all locked up in their own perfectly sized cages. <laughs> yep. And it's like you see all of this shit, and it's just so wild. Um, but this is also when we're introduced to who is in my opinion the glue of this entire movie holds this it together is, yeah this is donkey donkey uh, donkey as donkey yes the talking donkey <laughs> <laughs> who outs himself as a talking donkey immediately when, immediately <laughs> uh when uh tinkerbell from peter pan falls on him and gives him the ability to fly <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. This does not play back into the plot. No. It's a one-off and it's It's done. a one-off. It, ha- it ends. V- it's just a way to get people chasing Donkey out of there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Donkey runs straight into Shrek Swamp. Who's uh, trying. Shrek is trying to convince them to get out of his swamp at this point, that's isn't all he? he? Yeah, that's all he wants. <laughs> he just Shrek runs in Donkey and Donkey is just the friendliest little guy. Uh, talks too friendly if you ask me. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of those intro or extroverts. Ooh. <laughs> this is at its core the tale of an introvert versus an extrovert. Yep, absolutely. Oh, you, yeah. <laughs> you're talking to people. Oh, yeah. It. I. I. I love Donkey okay. so goddamn much. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's like Shrek scares off the people chasing Donkey, saves them, and because. Like and for the first time ever in Shrek's entire life, he meets someone who isn't immediately terrified of him. Because because uh, Donkey's stupid. A little bit, yeah. He's he a little dumb. A better. He's a little dumb, dumb. <laughs> he's a dumbass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you get it because nice. it's wow. I'm sorry. Yeah. Continue. Good bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so Donkey at this point is just like convinced that Shrek is his best friend. Because he can kind of see that Shrek is lonely. He doesn't have anyone around him. He's mm-hmm. just going to follow him home and invites himself right into Shrek's house, who Shrek has never <laughs> had anyone in his home ever. Um, then later that night, we find out that Lord Farquaad has sent all of the fairy tale creatures to go live in Shrek's swamp. <laughs> okay. And so the whole modus operandi here is that Shrek doesn't want these people doesn't want these creatures here. He doesn't want he doesn't want to see the the three witches from uh or the three yeah the three witches from uh Rapunzel there. He doesn't want the three blind mice there. He doesn't want the seven <laughs> dwarves and Snow White's dead corpse on his table. The three um, blind mice are such a powerful character. <laughs> <laughs> I will remember them always. Yeah. 
<laughs> funny. They were like Australian. <laughs> yeah, something stupid. They were like Australian or British or something. They're like, where are we? <laughs> I don't know. You ask him. And they're like hitting each other with their canes and shit. <laughs> Just so good. Um, but yeah, so Shrek, we've now established his motivation. He wants to be alone. He doesn't want donkey here. He didn't let donkeys even like come inside for dinner. Uh, so he just sat there by the candlelight of his own weir- earwax, uh, <laughs> ate ate his dinner while Donkey sat outside. Now all of a sudden he's got all the fairy tale creatures there in his swamp. <laughs> so he wants to go talk to Lord Farquaad to get them all out. Mm-hmm. The only person that's there that knows how to get to Duloc is Donkey. I'm uh, something <laughs> has hit me as you yes. discussed this. Which is probably the reason why you love this movie so much. In comparison to all of the fairy tale stories that are told, Shrek is the absolute closest you get to an actual D&D campaign. Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> to like shit goes off the wall. People do things you don't expect. Um yeah. Everybody is equally badass and vulnerable at the same time. There's and a lot most, of really weird pop culture references. And most of the shit that's happening is just for the joke and meme of it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's all in the spirit of just making fun of itself mm-hmm. at all steps. Um, <laughs> yeah. And like, that's where we get we come to uh, Donkey and Shrek showing up at Duloc Castle, uh, <laughs> which you look at Duloc. it. It's a perfect town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. Shine your shoes, wipe your face. <laughs> <laughs> Which, no if, we're gonna, if we're going to break into it, that is like a one-for-one makeover of It's a Small World mm-hmm. from oh, Disney yeah. World. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you get there, you see a guy standing out front with a giant Lord Farquaad head on. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you see Shrek... Runs through the giant maze of the the little uh, entryway little ropes that they have yep. set up for like ticket holder, like ticket ticket booths. Mm-hmm. Um, and Shrek just walks straight through it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like you see all of this like just absurdity um, and it all is super extremely pointed to like, no, this is this is Disney World. Lord Farquaad is the head of Disney. <laughs> Was there no lawsuit filed? No, there was no. no cease and desist. Mm-mm. It was just far enough away that Disney was like, we can't fucking touch it. Yeah, it's a parody. Because lots, lots, lots of there's lots of mouse ears that get involved. Oh, yeah. No mouse ears. <laughs> short guy, though, can definitely use a short guy. Short guy's OK. Yeah. Short mouse. <laughs> don't try it. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I, now that I think about it, we kind of skipped over one part where that we're introduced to Lord Farquaad. Himself. Um, yeah, uh, this tiny little man who <laughs> all he wants to do is become king who he has been pointed out to is like he's not a true king because he hasn't married a princess as told oh. by the magic mirror and this only happens after he brutally tortures the gingerbread man <laughs> dunked him in milk and everything broke his legs off he broke his kneecaps <laughs> he kneecapped him yeah. jeez <laughs> But Jeez. worst of all, he was going to steal his gumdrop button. Um, <laughs> and which then we're taken straight to the magic mirror uh, who gives Lord Farquaad all this information and has a few select options for him uh, and presents <laughs> all of these as if it was the dating show. Uh, <laughs> but he eventually picks number three, uh, Fiona, mm-hmm. who is the one locked away in the castle. Uh, straight from the storybook at the very beginning of the movie. Um, but number three, my lord. Yeah, number three. Pick number three, my lord. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and so Lord Farquaad, being who he is, though, like he, he's he's a tiny, tiny, tiny little man. Uh, Got Napoleon complex. Yeah, he's not going to go do this. He's not going to go do this thing himself. <laughs> he, so he has a tournament of champions to figure out who will be his champion to go save Princess Fiona, to bring her back so he can marry her. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, is at, it is at this time of this tournament is when Shrek and Donkey walk in. <laughs> so as soon as they walk in, the tournament instantly becomes whoever can kill Shrek will be the champion. Uh, Only Shrek can kill Shrek. Yeah. <laughs> to the tune of uh, 
bad reputation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Shrek so beats up the entire tournament um, and ends up winning. Where Lord Farquaad makes the deal. If you can go rescue this princess for me, I will get everyone out of your swamp. So there you go. Yeah. Betty. Shrek's like, all right, yeah. F- fuck all them d- fairy tale creatures. <laughs> fuck them kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and goes you. off. Uh, and there they they go and they go to the castle. They save Princess Fiona, where one of the things that I loved about this was Princess Fiona. She, you've been told this entire time that she's asleep, fully fucking awake, <laughs> fully fucking awake and just pretending the entire time. <laughs> as soon as Shrek gets like shot into her room, she jolts up as he has his back turned, sits back down, cleans herself off, grabs a rose, holds it to her chest. And as Shrek is leaning in to wake her up, puckers up for a big old kiss. A little smooch, huh? A little smooch. But she doesn't get the fairy tale awakening that she was hoping for. Because hmm. uh, her entire idea was like, no, this is this is me. It has to be perfect. This is the only thing that I'm about, and it has to be perfect. Well, I mean, and you can't... Like, the, the awesome thing about Shrek is, and what Disney always misses, is that the characters in Shrek are so human. Yeah. Like everything about them to their desires, aspirations and motivations are based on a human level. So when, if you thought like Fiona thought and granted Fiona's nuts and we yeah. got to, oh, yeah. we got to deal with that first. She basically is brainwashed. Like this is what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. She's been taught her whole life. This tower is where she's meant to go. And more so, this thing that's happening to her will yeah, not she stop has, happening. Yeah, to she her. has a curse. And the only way it's going to stop is if this exact perfect thing happens. So hmm. basically, she knows that her life has purpose up until the point of this thing happening. And once this thing happens, she no longer knows what her life's purpose is. So this is the most important moment in Fiona's life. This is yeah. where her purpose begins and ends. So, yeah, she needs it to be perfect. Yeah. And it's it's one of those things. It's kind of like a little bit of a commentary on like the women's roles in these these stories. They are meant to be the princess that the damsel in distress and the knight in shining armor is supposed to make the save. And that's it. That's as far as they get. Well, the thing you you end up learning is Fiona is a bit of a firecracker. Uh, (laughs) She she don't she don't give a shit. Um, Once you get her outside the castle after she goes through the mental little the loop-de-loops of like figuring out like what to do next um she then goes along with trek and donkey back to lord farquaad they they they're traveling along and it's through this time where she gets to bond with the two of them Mm. uh you get this is where we get the scene of her singing to the bird and making it go (laughs) boom um (laughs) it's where uh we see her beating the ever-living shit out of robin hood and his merry men because they're trying it, to save her in, just the same as Shrek is. Yeah, too. in in the same style as the Matrix. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the boy time thing. Though. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so D&D, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> can, we take, can we take a second? Because I think we can do this. If Shrek was a D&D campaign, obviously Shrek's mm-hmm. a barbarian. Yeah. No doubt about it. I, He's I either a barbarian or a fighter, one of the two. No, because I think Fiona's a fighter. I mean, they both could be fighters, but if I'd I had almost, to... I'd say Fiona's a monk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Fiona's like a monk. And then... Don- Donkey's a bard. He's a bard. Yeah. Un- undoubtedly a bard. a bard. To the point where he actually grants inspiration via oh, singing yeah. multiple times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then you got to... Got to da, da, da. I don't know the words, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. 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 It's the that first part. time I heard crap in a child's movie. It was incredible. Ooh. I walked out saying, is crap a cuss word? And my parents were like, not really. And I was like, new word to the vocabulary. Well, so, so this movie came out in 2001. Mm-hmm. So at the time, mm-hmm. I was seven. Yep. I remember explicitly seeing this movie in theaters Mm -hmm. and this was the first time in my life. I think I had ever heard the main character of a movie specifically say the word ass. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A word. Yeah, I know. What was its initial rating track? It wasn't G. I'm pretty sure it was Uh, PG. It was PG. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. You, you can, you can say like 
two or three curse words and still keep it PG. Yes. And even yeah. especially in this oh, case. Yeah, yeah this especially our be- shows not PG. No. Rated uh, R. But yeah, no, it's like Shrek in this case technically isn't even cursing because he's talking about nope. Donkey. He's got to go save his ass. And somebody said that to a boardroom of people for oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, he's not cussing. He's talking about a donkey. Yeah. <laughs> Same way you can call a female dog a certain other word. It's called okay. And I think this is a good time to point out, too, that uh, Shrek is voiced by a comedian legend. Was Mike Myers. <laughs> but that uh, wasn't the original choice. No, it wasn't. Uh, and that's actually like a really depressing story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the original voice for anyone who doesn't know, the original voice of Shrek was actually Chris Farley. And you can mm-hmm. still listen to like his a couple of his scenes that are still penciled over. Yeah, there's the the one that is famous now is the scene of Chris Farley reading for Shrek when him and Donkey are talking under the big moon mm-hmm. where Donkey presses him about like who like what Shrek really wants and what his fears are. Uh, and Shrek at the time wasn't Scottish. That actually no. was a choice by Michael Myers. Yeah, and it wasn't until Michael Myers' second take of all of the lines. <laughs> he recorded the entire thing, and they showed it to him, and he said, this isn't right. I have to change it. Oof. Yeah. And he recorded them all Scottish and was like, that's it. Yep, and then they had to go back and retool a lot of the animations to make it work. <laughs> Which means that the character in Austin Powers' Fat Bastard who is also Michael Myers in Scottish, Mm -hmm. you could take his lines and you could animate Shrek right over it and it would look perfect. (laughs) Yep, exactly. (laughs) So the baby back ribs scene where he's talking about eating a baby Mm -hmm. could easily be a Shrek scene. (laughs) Yep, or the scene where he talks about his little sumo diaper. Yeah. Could easily be a Shrek scene. (laughs) So this movie's been been in development for a while because Chris Farley died in like, I think, 1997. Yeah, so this movie started production in... Oh, I had it written down somewhere. It's probably like um, 95 or so. It probably started out as a 2D animation. Yeah. Uh, so he started actively making the movie 1995, the year after founding DreamWorks. Okay. Yeah. And it, from um, the get-go, I, I'd imagine it was a CGI. It was one of those yeah, early CGI probably, films. because that's like Toy Story two i think came out around that time well, so originally the entire thing was meant to be like a fully motion captured movie hmm. um but motion okay. capture at the time just kind of sucked <laughs> and so they couldn't actually get it right so they wasted like two or three years on it nice <laughs> yeah like, this shit doesn't work we need to do it in the computer <laughs> yeah you know it's one of the craziest things too now i think about like 2001 from movies 2000 shrek at the time or Shrek was only the fourth highest grossing movie of 2001. Wow. Yeah. What, what were the, the other, other ones? Yeah. yeah this, this, is, this is where this is where the, you got number one. Or no, we'll start at number three. Monsters, Inc. Yeah. Oh, such a big. Yeah. Uh, number two, The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. The first okay. Lord of the Rings movie. I guess that's yeah. good. And then number one, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Son of a bitch. Whew. Yep. Was it, just a, it was stacked against our boys. That was a fire year for theaters. Like, oh, yeah. And you think argue. about like even the stuff that came out that is below Shrek. You got like Pearl Harbor. You got Jurassic oh. Park 3. You got Planet of the Apes. You got oh. uh, Ocean's Eleven. All oh. that shit. Lots and lots of incredible movies. The uh, jury's still out on The Mummy great. Returns and Jurassic uh, Park 3. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but that, that top five of like Ocean's Eleven to Harry Potter incredible set of movies uh hmm. what a year but, but yeah so throughout this movie though we've had like these small moments of like shrek talking about who he is and his fear why he doesn't want to be around anyone why he wants to be alone uh all this coming at like the the pr- the pr- the pressuring of donkey just not letting any of this stuff go mm-hmm. um and this is where like we learned that like shrek like He's got a complicated view of ogres like they're, they're like onions. They have layers. And <laughs> as much every time that donkey even attempts to say like, oh, no, like, let's think of like a good thing with layers like onions don't taste good. And what, what are things that people like that have layers? There's cake and a there, parfait. There's parfait. Everybody loves a good parfait. There's trident layers. But Shrek doesn't, doesn't say that. Well, I'm yeah. pretty sure. <laughs> 
<laughs> but no, Shrek insists on onions of all mm-hmm. things. Um, oh, yo. Because they're smelly and nobody likes them. But the thing you think about, though, is like, like if onions. you if if you can manage to take like the good parts of an onion and use it in a recipe, almost every good food that out there that's like nice and savory made with onion. Think about it. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of good food out there. that has got <laughs> onion. Everybody likes the flavor of onion. So but, yeah. we're on our way back to Lord Fuckwad. Yeah. Fuckwad. And. Yeah. There's a little bit of a spark between yeah. Shrek and Fiona. They got a little moment where they make balloon animals out of actual animals. Yeah, Shrek uh, and inflates a frog. Inflates a frog. Yeah, Shrek inflates a frog. That's uh, accidentally in love, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. It was a problem, no, baby. <laughs> I don't know where I'm, baby. I'm in love. <laughs> yeah. And then Fiona takes a snake and then turns that into the string of the balloon. Yeah. Yeah. But wow. yeah. So we, we see this. I thought that this, they blow up the balloon. They're like, or they blow up the snake. Yeah, they do. Oh, you're right. You're right. Turn it into it, a dog or something. You're right. You're right. Um, but yeah, like we see this this little romantic little spark go between the two of them, and you're sitting mm-hmm. there wondering, like, hey, like Shrek's this big this big scary ogre, like who probably smells like absolute death. Um, <laughs> yeah, but he he's but Fiona hasn't showered in twelve years. Yeah, <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> She's been locked up in a tower. Yeah, guarded by a dragon, and who the dragon also wants wants to fuck donkey. Glad that we finally shoehorned that in there. I was afraid we were going to gloss over it. I, I wanted to, but we at some point that. I was like, it has to be mentioned. Like, it's just like is overtly like this dragon just wants to make sweet, sweet, uh, fiery love with a donkey. Yeah. I got I got questions about that, but we yeah, can, we're just not going to ask those. Well, the, <laughs> here, let me answer that question. The donkey's the girl. Oh, there you go. Yep. No Michael? elaboration. Okay. All right. <laughs> I don't want to hear more. Thank you. <laughs> I've heard um, the birds and the bees, but not the donkeys and the dragons. <laughs> get your head out of your ass. Hey, that's, that's the true D and D right there. <laughs> I'd like to seduce the dragon, please. Name a more powerful bard move than seducing the goddamn dragon. He's the bard of the group. One hundred percent. Rolled a twenty-three. Um, but yeah, and so it's at this point too where it's like we we also see that like oh what's like Fiona's still cursed. Like if she wasn't sleeping and sleeping wasn't her curse, what was her curse? Donkey finds her in a building where after the sun has gone down, well it turns out Fiona turns into an ogre too. It's fucking wild first off. That's it's a, a dance match ex machina there. I mean like the thing is is that um if you want to take like a psychoanalytical look at it, which I love to do at kids movies, um, Fiona, like this entire movie is kind of like about fears, like Shrek's fear. When we get down to it and we hear about like all this from when he's talking to donkey is like, he wants to be alone. He likes the isolation because he is afraid of how everyone looks at him. Everyone mm. only sees this big, scary ogre, and no one actually cares about who Shrek is. Mm-hmm. Um, like everyone is asking who's Shrek, no one ever asks how's Shrek. Um, <laughs> everyone always asks where's Waldo, but never how's Waldo. Yeah, that's interesting. So, like, <laughs> is Donkey afraid of just being alone? And that's I would why say he's... Donkey's more like the therapist in this whole thing. He doesn't really have any like problems. He's just the guy trying to solve these other people's problems. How about I mean, that? Like you can, you can no, talk a little a bit about there's a huge falling out between donkey and Shrek where Shrek's like, I don't need you. I don't want you. You're annoying. Don't talk to me. And he like slumps off. That tells me there's something. Well, the thing there is that for me, I see that as like more like to react. Donkey feels like he's gotten a breakthrough with Shrek mm-hmm. where it's like, he's seen this spark with Fiona. He's feel, felt like he's become like a genuine friend, but Shrek just like let Fiona go with Farquaad. Mm-hmm. Um, that like he's just like really angry and mad at that's it's more like a just a genuinely good friendship kind of thing there it's like donkey's just mad at shrek for letting himself down um yeah but no and so we think about like fiona though fiona her entire thing is about this like she wants to be this perfect princess uh she wants to be 
this this fairy tale version of herself but we've seen from the last like 15 minutes of her hanging out with shrek she's absolutely not that uh Mm -hmm. she has all these like internal inconsistencies that don't match up with who she's supposed to be Mm -hmm. and she's deathly afraid of people ever finding that stuff out and the thing is is that like this spark between her and shrek is kind of like this whole recognition of herself like Trek is the physical manifestation of all of Fiona's fears. It is rejection and isolation and being seen as this disgusting, horrible being. Um, but Shrek is like, she only has to deal with that at night. Shrek's had to deal with that his entire life. Um, hmm. And so her and Shrek are these perfect little foils for each other. Um, they just like are, they match up and they say opposites attract. That's a matter um, of fact. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So eventually, though, uh, Shrek and Fiona, they have they, they get angry at each other. And so Shrek lets her go with Farquaad. Uh, this is where we get uh, Shrek going back to the swamp, kind of like giving Donkey the boot because he's now just like sad. Yeah. Um, and uh, this is where we have the scenes of Fiona getting ready for the wedding and Shrek just being super lonely and coming to terms with the fact that like he wants friends. He doesn't want to be alone. He wants friends. What song is playing at this point? Hallelujah. Yeah, that's it. Pulls on your heartstrings. So right. It's so good. That whole album's a bop. I'm going to buy it. It's incredible. Honestly, it is an incredible movie soundtrack. Um, but yeah. And then, so eventually though, um, Shrek realizes like what he actually wants. So he goes and he fights through the entire castle to get to Fiona to save her from marrying Lord Farquaad. He comes through and he objects uh, and eventually convinces. Uh, he he does all this with the help of Donkey, who has now uh, coerced through love <laughs> the help of the dragon. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and uh, they get there and. Lord Farquaad, he obviously wants to kill Shrek now. Well, so the dragon just eats him. The Shrek, the dragon just eats Lord Farquaad um, <laughs> unceremoniously. <laughs> I love eBay. I just bought the Shrek CD for $2.99. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You know, it's on Spotify probably, right? You wanted to buy it? Yeah, but I have. But if you look behind me, I have a CD player and oh. this new drawer system that I just got where I could put a bunch of CDs. So now I'm into that. Show nice. and tell. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, and this is where Shrek uh, eventually like him and Fiona, they 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 figure out like, oh, this is where true love's first kiss is supposed to happen. Mm. Uh, Shrek uh sees Fiona that before this happens if the sun goes down and Shrek gets to see Fiona in her full ogre form. Uh and but they recognize at this point like yeah we do love each other. And he's uh, like oh girl girl oh. <laughs> he look he looks at ogre Fiona and goes she thicker than a bowl of oatmeal <laughs> she thicker than a snicker <laughs> thicker than a bowl of porridge. <laughs> and so the thing is is when she gets true love's first kiss she's supposed to become the uh the the ver- the perfect version of herself mm-hmm. uh and this is like she's hoping that even though she's turned into an ogre of shrek loves her and is going to kiss her she'll turn into the perfect human version of herself mm-hmm. but nope womp womp shrek loves her for who she is so she becomes princess ogre fiona and Shrek's that's like, how shrek really loves beautiful. her yeah <laughs> They go back to Shrek Swamp. They have the wedding all to the tune of I'm a Believer, sung by Eddie Murphy. Don't we get Ghost Farquad too? I don't remember that. Where's Ghost Farquad coming to play? Because I could have sworn that there was a Ghost Farquad. I'm thinking that's the sequel, possibly. I don't think so. I don't really know. If you're thinking of like him appearing over a campfire, uh, that's that's actually from Star Wars, because that's when Anakin appears. You know? In episode six. Uh, so there is Shrek 4D, which is uh, also titled The Ghost of Lord Farquaad. That's oh, it. Shrek 4D. That's the movie should have been made. <laughs> they had that at uh, King's Island. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's where I saw it. 
<laughs> oh man. <laughs> I love that. Oh my God. But yeah. So, and then at the end of the day though, in the most irreverent way possible, we get to happily ever after until Shrek two. And then happily. until Shrek three. <laughs> What's, what's and then Shrek, Shrek subtitle? Uh, I think it's just Happily Shrek 2. <laughs> <laughs> but then we also get to the last one, most recent one, Shrek Forever After. Um, oh, there we go. There's the Forever <laughs> After. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so this, this entire movie is just this like irreverent deconstruction of everything Disney and fairy tale and everything <laughs> that we've known up until this point. And the thing is that is like everyone looks back on this movie and thinks it's like looks at how incredible it is and the love for this movie especially on the internet is just insane um the means. to the point where probably one of the most famous like secondary fan-made uh shrek things ever to be made shrek retold a one for a nearly one for one recreation of the entire shrek movie made by individual contributors in their own styles all uploaded to youtube for anyone to watch oh i gotta Um, see this now it only has some very small and slight deviations but like it mixes up like 2d animation 3d animation uh stop motion animation live action uh all it's like this combination of like there's parts of this movie that's just like, wow, that was so incredibly done. Like, wow, good job, random person. Mm-hmm. To the point where it's just kind of like it physically makes you cringe at how bad it is. Uh, <laughs> and it goes from one to the next at like an instant. It's too much. It's incredible. If you ever have an hour and 30 minutes to spare, <laughs> Which go watch <laughs> the entirety of Shrek retold. Um, I'm going to watch sh- that. It's it fan should have been nominated for an Oscar. Um, <laughs> but yeah. And um, the thing is, like, everyone looks back on Shrek super lovingly. And it's this like to the point where Shrek is in the uh, U.S. Library of Congress as a yeah. historical monument of filmmaking. That's that's uh, great. So like Shrek is has been viewed by the U.S. government as something necessary to the telling of U.S. history. Um, need to speak to whoever's in charge of that. <laughs> what are your criteria? I'm not disagreeing with them. I just, I'm just curious. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, is that like as much as people love Shrek, uh, mm-hmm. there's lots of we're, we're going to wrap up with a few faults of Shrek uh, because hmm. Shrek did some incredible stuff, but it's also kind of made famous and popular some really bad stuff that has kind of become the mainstays of the the problems of modern animation movies. Shrek is faultless, and how dare you? <laughs> I think Shrek, for what it is, is faultless. But yeah. its its legacy is where problems start to come. Go ahead. Because Shrek <laughs> was kind of the first 3D animated movie that uh, starred a bunch of famous actor voice actors Mm -hmm. so it relied very heavily on star power that used crude humor and lots of over-the-top pop culture references Mm -hmm. uh to become famous and that's where you have lots of just really horrible movies like 3d animated movies um there's one in particular that i'm thinking of or it was like a pixie one uh or no like trolls Trolls is a good example. Uh, <laughs> Michael, people love trolls. I'm sure they do. And people also love like Despicable Me. Um, they also love. Uh, Are you telling me that Shrek's the reason that the minions exist? Is part of the reason it made it popular to make movies Shrek's, like that. Shrek opened a Pandora's <laughs> box of movies. It really did. For some the amount good, of love and success that Shrek has had, it's. Yeah, like you said, it's opened the Pandora's box to a lot of horrible parts of the animation industry to the point where it's like even even Disney for a while there was (laughs) like really got its hooks into this sort of format as well, especially at the end of the Disney Renaissance, which you can go back to our previous episode and listen to more of link in the 
bio or something. I don't know. Go we find can, it. Probably won't be. You can just find it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just look it up. It's, it's out there. But yeah. So, as, so uh, cl- is this episode in, ogre? Uh, it's Not almost yet. ogre. Um, okay. You let me know when it's <laughs> ogre. Yeah. In in closing, thing. in closing, uh, for the, the Shrek is just this incredible little internet uh love baby that has just become Gross. i don't know why i said that. <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> it's it's <laughs> it's become a beloved part of like internet culture and all of our childhoods and i'm just so happy despite the the the, the tainted legacy it's left behind uh i'm so happy that shrek is a thing and that we can continue to watch it to this day shrek is love shrek is life mm-hmm can you and say that's, the thing that's again? it and shrek all, is love no, no the the one thing where you said it's uh it's oh, all and now it's yeah. all ogre okay in lieu of a quick this this week because last week was hosted by chloe mm-hmm. uh i i'd like to do a little bit of housekeeping if i may sure because like uh, I feel like there's a bunch of stuff that maybe we could be mentioning more in our episodes of the podcast. Um, so I'm going to do that real quick. First off, huge shout out to Chloe, who has been cast in a Cincinnati Fringe show. Yes, she is. She's doing the stuff she loves and we're so happy for her. And for that reason, she might not be around for a couple weeks. So hmm. you'll get a lot more off the wall, less fact checked stuff. So if you hear clickety-clacking of us Googling stuff, don't say a goddamn word, because Chloe's living her dream. We're facting um, ourselves. Exactly. Uh, another thing that I want to talk about uh, in, in lieu of a quick this is entertain this and what it is now, um, because what had started as a singular mm. podcast has become a family of podcasts under an umbrella of entertain this. Yeah. Because we realized that our name was so vague that it could also encapsulate other shows. So, you know, that we've been going through a rebranding of calling this the entertain this podcast uh, as opposed to strictly entertain this because entertain this is now encompassing a many a thing. So that being said, uh, we have a couple of different shows to which Entertain This represents. All three are equally entertaining uh, and awesome. And I think we can take some time to do a little bit of a deeper dive into each one of those while we have this time here today. So to start, I think each of us could describe one of the shows. I'm going to start by describing the one you've just listened to, Entertain This. It's our bread and butter. It's our classic Coke. It is... <laughs> Uh, the, our our eleven herbs and spices. It's the it's the you know the flagship. It's, it's, it's the flagship podcast. Entertain this uh, podcast encapsulating all things entertainment. That's what we do here. We talk about anything that entertains us, um, with the promise that we will discuss it with you as though you are just one of our friends that we're trying to convince uh to entertain something to watch something to engage in something and to convince you and our fellow co-hosts that it's uh worth your time so if you enjoyed this episode of entertain this that's what you can expect from the other 110 episodes of entertain this and now i'm gonna throw it over to michael to talk about project icosa yeah, so Project Icosa has been something that we've talked about for a very long time, but just started releasing new episodes about. And that is a D&D actual play podcast where Alex is our wonderful, fantastical DM who is leading us through an adventure through the world of Askerelm, um, where us, me and Nick, as well as Chloe and a good friend, Dan, who uh, we are playing through as our different characters and exploring this world and just trying to create this incredible story for us that you all get to listen to and come along with on our journey. And with that, I'm going to throw the last one to Nick. Oh, do I have a part? Oh, yeah. Oh, Big Chicken Bits. Yeah, that's my podcast. Uh, Me and a a good friend of mine, John Kincaid, uh, who's a friend of the show, we started a, um, I guess, variety show podcast, you'd call it. We just talk about all sorts of things for about an hour, 30 minutes to 45 minutes. And uh, it's a good show. It's a good show about uh, chicken and <laughs> all the different bits you can make out of it. It's mostly not about that from what I've listened to. No. 
(laughs) (laughs) We try to avoid the big chicken. (laughs) So the thing that I want to stress is that we are not a network of podcasts. We are a family of podcasts. Um, We're each our own thing, each individually produced and uh, basically, the, just the idea is if you listen to one, these all three of these podcasts, I can guarantee if you enjoy one, you're going to enjoy the other two. Yeah. So if you have time, if you're all caught up on all 111 episodes of Entertain This, there's more content out there involving us three goofballs to different extents, and you should go and check those out as well. Entertain This, of course, releases every Friday. Um, Project Icosa releases every other Wednesday. I think it's the second and fourth Wednesday of each month. A new episode actually dropped the day that we're recording this. Episode two called Better Off Strangers. Um, And uh, Big Chicken Bits releases, I believe, every Monday. Is that correct? Monday 8 a.m. Unless we forget. Monday 8 a.m. Unless they forget, which they are privy to do. We encourage (laughs) you guys to uh, explore our website, www.entertainthis.net. Uh, there you can see what our family of podcasts is all about. You can click on shows and you can explore all three of those options. Uh, we're open to growth in the future, be it that we have more ideas for podcasts. So we may end up with four shows, maybe five shows. If you're listening to this in the future, who knows how many shows exist under the Entertain This brand. But always remember, we are a family of podcasts and not a podcast network. So do not get that mixed up. <laughs> And you can't thanks, join. Thanks for, the cl- thanks for the clarification. We're an exclusive yeah, club. Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We you cannot. That is the most important part. Is that it's not something people can apply for nor join. It's just podcasts that we also make. Yeah. It's just with other our shows friends. that we yeah. we also make with our friends. Um, and if at some point Michael, you were to decide you wanted to make your own show with somebody else, it would also be welcome into the family of podcasts. But yeah. we are not. Openly looking for podcasts to join. That's what we're getting at. Anyway, <laughs> thank you for watching Entertain This and for listening to those bits of housekeeping. And I hope if you explore one of those other shows, um, they all have their various social medias. Go on to one of them and be like, Entertain This sent me. Or write a review and say, Entertain This sent me. Just let them know you heard about us. You heard about the show on Entertain This first. That'll be fun. Um, Without further ado, though, thank you so much for watching. If there's anything that you want to hear us talk about here on Entertain This, anything in the realm of entertainment that you want to see us forever solidify into the halls of greatness of entertainment, uh, there are a couple different ways that you can send us your suggestions. The easiest way is, of course, to go to our website, www.entertainthis.net slash et-podcast. Scroll all the way to the bottom, there's a little questionnaire that you can fill out that gets sent straight to us. Or you can just email us, entertainthispodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter. We are entertain underscore this. On Instagram, we are entertain this podcast. On Facebook, we are podcast entertain this. Uh, until next time, entertain us so we can entertain you and you can entertain this. We'll see you guys next Friday. Bye! Bye! This episode of Entertain This was written by Michael Zavoya, with additional commentary from Nick Mustakangas and Alex Deal. Our showrunner and resident fact checker is Chloe Price. Our theme music is Rush Bubble by Aaron Spencer, with interstitial music by DJW. Tune in every Friday for new episodes, and thanks for listening.